Welcome back to Coffee Chats with Chime and Sis. I am Roslyn, the host, and today we're going to do things a little bit differently. I'm actually going to be sharing more about my personal career story. I've had a few people that have asked me about how I successfully transitioned from the classroom to the corporate space, and we are going to talk about all of that today. So go and grab your coffee mug and let's chat. Let's start off with what I do. So I'm currently an instructional designer. Basically what that means is that I create engaging learning content for companies that helps to ramp up um, their employees with the new skills and technologies that the company um, is using. So I will tell you that I love what I do. I love who I do it for. I love the company. I love the opportunities that I've had um, to come about in this, what about 10 months that I've been there love it love it love it the process of how i got here is a little bit more non-traditional because i did start out in the public education space um so i actually taught as an as an elementary educator for seven years and i will tell you that when i first started i loved what i did so actually i need to take a little bit of a step back i feel like i always knew that i wanted to be a teacher from the time that i was an adolescent um, not only did I know, you know, not only, sorry, did I have positive experiences with the teachers who taught me, um, but also I had a lot of educators in my family. And so seeing their, um, seeing their love for what they did, for the children that they served, for the communities that they served, it was so admirable. And so when I went to MTSU in 2010, it was like a no brainer. I was like, I'm going to school to be a teacher. And after that, I'm going to be a principal and then a superintendent and I'm gonna work for the Department of Education. I'm going to be a change agent. That was what I wanted to do. And I will tell you that I was on that track, okay? If you know me, then you know that I was very serious about my schooling. I actually went on to receive my bachelor's degree in interdisciplinary studies, K-6, in 2014, and that basically means I got my degree in elementary education, and then in 2015, I got my degree in, sorry, my master's degree in curriculum and instruction, and so that focuses more so on the curriculum design element, um, and I will tell you, you know, when I was in school, like I said, I was really serious. I had a 4.0 for undergrad and then a 3.9 that I'm still upset about in grad school. Um, and I was actually having a conversation with one of my friends the other day and we were talking about some of the changes that we've made or that I've made uh, more so in like who I am and kind of my personality and and things like that and she was like when you were in school you were so uptight and i will tell you you know i definitely was definitely was um but going back to the story so um i was on that path you know i wanted to be that change agent in education and for the first five years, I will tell you that I loved what I did. Um, I enjoyed being able to interact with the kids. I enjoyed being able to interact with the parents. I love just every aspect of it. I love being able to um, have an impact on their learning, but then also being able to connect with them and give them the high fives and the hugs and be their confidant and be their advocates. Like I loved everything about teaching. And to this day, I still feel like I do have some love for it. I think that it's still there, but it looks a lot different. Um, 
So at that year five mark, mark a lot of things changed. Um, for one, I got married. Um, my husband and I, we got married um, in 2019. And then after that, we relocated to Dallas, Texas. You combine being a new mom, trying to be a good wife, being in a new city, um, not having a lot of support around, wanting to do something different in your career. It was like there were so many factors that were playing a part in me just feeling like I want out. I want something new. Um, and so in that two to three year time span, there were a lot of things that changed. The first thing would be the mindset. So I actually read a book that said that being a better you is not so much about being different, but it's about really being able to find the beauty in who you are and where you are in that moment. And when I read that, it was like a light bulb moment. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm supposed to be here in the classroom for a little while longer. You know, maybe I'm supposed to enjoy this, some of the flexibility of teaching um, so that I can pour into being a mom and doing other things outside of like everything that I had been preparing for, you know, up until that moment that I became a teacher, like I, I was, I was so intentional about and I was so hungry to be an educator. And so it's like, so it was like, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. So I took that mindset on and that definitely worked for a while. That thought of still wanting something more was there, but it wasn't as um, it wasn't as like aggressive as it was, you know, in the, in the beginning. So I took some time to really think about what I wanted next, um, and that part took a lot because. I remember even having conversations with my husband. I was like, you, you know, I want to do something else. And he's like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I think I want to do something in HR. And he's like, okay, what do you want to do in HR? And I was like, I don't know, HR. And I did a little bit of research and found out that there um, was a certification that people without any HR experience could receive, and that's the APHR certification. So I went out, um, took that test, got certified um, with my APHR certification, and I was like, yes, I am ready to go and be an HR professional. And I started applying again. <laughs> Which is really funny because HR is so broad. Like you can do so many things within HR. Um, so that comes with me like just not having exposure. Um, and so, you know, we're having conversations and he's like, well, what are some things that we can do that, or that you can do, sorry, where you can leverage your experience in education? And so I was like, well, what about learning and development? He's like, great, sounds great. All right, what do you wanna do in learning and development? And I'm like, um, learn and develop. <laughs> I feel like at each like at each level, it's like, okay, so what do you want to do within this? What do you want to do within this? Um, so from there, I had to do some research and look at some of the career paths for teachers who had left the classroom and gone into the corporate space. And that is when I landed on instructional design. 
So once I got really focused on instructional design, I also had to take some time to say, okay, I know which role I want, but what does that look like? What is the pay like? Who do I work for? What um, type of um, work setup does is it going to be? Is it going to be hybrid? Is it going to be in person? Is it going to be remote? There were a lot of things that I had to do a lot of research and reflection on to really understand and map out in my head what was going to be the best opportunity for me. And I think that was extremely important because it helped me to be very intentional in the jobs that I applied to, but then also in my interviews. So once I tailored my resume and I was getting those um, requests for interviews, like I was at one point interviewing so many times within a week, like Everett was like, whoa, like you need like a whole calendar. I need a Google calendar or something to like keep up with what you're doing um, and the interviews that you're taking. So I did a lot of interviewing and the, the interesting thing about that is that um, that was actually part of the advice that my husband gave me was to um, take those interviews, even if it was something that I wasn't exactly interested in, um, really make really taking advantage of the fact that that could be like an opportunity to like practice those interview skills. Because once again, like when it came to teaching, I didn't have this experience of having to put myself out there because like I had already done that in student teaching in forming those relationships with the district that I was going to work in to the point as to where I actually given a job like at a teacher career fair. So it was like I didn't go I I wasn't used to going through that process of interviewing and talking to people and um, kind of mapping out expectations, all those things, I just didn't have experience with that. And so taking advantage of those interviews was really important um, because it helped me to understand how to really tailor my, my story, um, getting more confident in telling the, my career story, um, but then also understanding what questions to ask and what characteristics to look for. Um, so once I had kind of identified like what I wanted and I'll, and I'll be honest, it was kind of like a ping pong back and forth um, because as, as I was going through the interview process, I was learning things, I was constantly doing research. You know, it, it was a constant back and forth. It wasn't completely linear, um, but, but kind of once I had a general idea of what I wanted, it helped me to go through those interviews very confident, more, or let me say more confidently. Um, something that I did find out during my research of instructional design um, was about the different authoring tools. And so I actually had the opportunity to create a portfolio, which was amazing. Um, I learned a lot about the tools through that hands-on experience. Um, and I think that that also was a very important part of my journey. As a teacher, I never really had to have a physical or digital portfolio. My portfolio was basically the um, my, the data and metrics showing the effectiveness of my teaching and how my kids performed on their assessments. So going through that process of learning the tools and then also creating um, that portfolio was so important. So on top of creating that portfolio, another thing that I had to do 
was learn how to one, communicate the value of my experience, but then also be confident in that. So that was a huge element. We know that confidence is a huge part of, you know, just showing up the best that we can. And when I was pivoting or trying to pivot into the corporate space, I really felt inadequate initially. I was like, you know, I'm a teacher. I know that I have experience, but I'm 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 not coming with the same background and the same knowledge that some of these other people are coming with. And so really being able to sit down, look at what I had done as a teacher, the tools that I had used, and seeing the correlation between that and the job listings that I was looking at and being able to say, you know what? I do have some really valuable experience and skills and being able to communicate that in a way that showed that I was one, effective in what I did, but two, that I also was really committed to being a lifelong learner was a game changer. Um, so those, you know, creating that portfolio, really understanding the value add, tailoring that narrative, those are really big things, or sorry, those are really big parts of my process. Um, so I will say that once I like really got like head down into it, it probably took me about three months to land the role that I'm in. And y'all, when I say I am happy, I am so happy now. And I think that it's truly holistic. I think it is one thinking that I am like a superhero because I grew a human. Like let's, we could stop right there. But we'll keep going. Also, the fact that I was able to pivot from the classroom into the corporate space, just further proving to myself that I am capable of amazing things. And like this confidence that I have in that no one, nothing can take that away. I mean, I'm just, I still am in awe at the fact that I was able to do what I did when I did it. And yeah, like, yeah also like being more confident in my body and my style and just who i am as a person all of this has come together and i'm just so excited about where i am all right so one question that i love to ask my featured guests is about the challenges that they face so the biggest challenge that i face definitely um or challenges shall i say um, were definitely with mindset and understanding the value that I add through my experience and through who I am, just in general. Um, you know, being able to say, you know, I'm good at what I do, but I'm also like a really good person in general. Like I will definitely help your team to meet these goals um, and truly believing that and also saying, you know what? If it doesn't happen now, it's okay. Though that that was a challenge, but once I got over that hurdle, it was smooth sailing. So who are my mentors or influences, major influences in the industry that I work in? I'll be honest, I don't um I don't have a true mentor right now, um, a true like dedicated mentor. I will say that when I was in teaching, I had the best mentor hands down. Helen McKnight was the best 
mentor, okay? So kudos to her. If I could give her a round of applause right now, I would. Um, she was the best mentor, hands down. Showed me exact, showed me the ropes, showed me, you know, told me what to do, what not to do um, within the, the public education system, told me about opportunities, really helped me to just navigate that space and also to just be successful in it. So I'm forever grateful for everything that she's done for me. Um, but as far as right now, I don't have a true mentor. Um, and actually, I'm learning more about the differences between mentorship, sponsorship, and coaching, and things like that now. So I definitely think that that will come. Um, so I'm super excited about that. How does Chime In Sis fit into my overall career story? That is a fantastic question. Um, so actually, when I created Chime In Sis, I was in that process of that mindset shift. I was at that space where I was like, you know what, maybe I'm supposed to be here in this moment, um, but reaching out to different women um, to, who are doing different things in different fields and industries, that was a piece of advice that I got from somebody. And so I started doing that, um, kind of trying to figure out where I wanted to go next and once again, with that mindset, I was like, you know what, maybe I'm supposed to be a teacher right now, but maybe I can put some energy into finding things that fulfill me outside of my career. And so that is where it started. Um, when I took that hiatus, you know, I Chime and Sis was still in the back of my mind. But now that I'm back and I'm getting into my groove with everything that I'm doing, like Chime and Sis is evolving with me and so as opposed to focusing on the fulfillment aspect i'm focusing more so on the career journeys because that is where i am i'm so excited and i, I get really just amped up talking to people about how they got to where they are um and i think that through these conversations that we all continue to grow and you know i'm just excited even from the growth that i've had and the conversations that i've had so far so Yes, it's definitely been a part of my career journey exploration phase. Um, but yeah, so that's how it plays a part. So another question that's really popular is how do you find balance in everything that you're doing? Um, I love this question because through my experience, I've learned that balance isn't that pretty pie. You know how it's like all the even pieces. Balance looks very choppy. Um, it's not that pretty picture. I think that balance looks different moment to moment, season to season. Um, you know, I play different roles. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a content creator. Um, I, you know, I do so many different things. I, I, I enjoy music. Um, there are so many different things. And so I think that balance, while I feel like I'm finding it, um, what it actually looks like it's just not a pretty picture but it's working what I'm doing is working and um, while it's working we're going to continue this and if I need to pivot and change then I will when I need to what advice would I give to transitioning teachers who are wanting to transition to the corporate space um, I would say really take some time to reflect upon what it is that you want out of your next role even reflect upon why you want what you want and put that work in and understand that you're capable and timing is everything. You know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. 
but it's going to happen literally when it's supposed to happen as long as you are positioning yourself and you know doing what you need to do and what's up next for me great question i'll be honest i'm not exactly sure Mm -hmm. I love it because I actually had a, an interview recently where I asked someone this same question and she was like, you know what? I'm not sure. And I was like, that's a beautiful answer. Um, sometimes it's okay to say that you don't know. Um, I will tell you that whatever is next is going to be beautiful and perfect and wonderful the way that it is. And I think that's the bigger part. Um, as far as what's up next for Chime In Sis, I have some really exciting plans um, I'm excited to see them flesh out and roll out, and I'm really just excited to continue connecting with you all and doing it in different ways. So thank you all so much for just tuning in and listening. Please share this information with um, someone in your network or a transitioning teacher, but just thank you. I appreciate you for watching. I appreciate you for listening. And when I say to keep shining, like I want you to do that. Know that there is a light inside of you that cannot be dimmed and take that and just run with it. Have a good day. Thanks so much for listening. Keep shining, sis.